Hi everyone, welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Thibaut. And I'm Ara. Every week, we interview thought leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. During 30 to 45 minutes, we will deep dive into topics like modern prospection, pipeline management tactics, or innovative sales tools to help you navigate the complex world of B2B sales. We're on a mission to change the way society sees sales. This profession is one of the most rewarding ever, yet many people are afraid to do sales or they choose this career by default. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs. If you want to know more about our sales training and coaching programs, go to www.saleslabs.io. I repeat, www.saleslabs.io. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom and enjoy the show. So everyone, uh, thanks and uh, welcome to the, this webinar on selling in tough times. So it's a guide to navigating the current crisis. So for today, uh, this Wednesday, I've actually skipped on the show. So as you, you know, it's kind of a, a little room where it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's one of the less stressful um, public speaking experience because you don't hear or see anyone, uh, but it's, it's, it's a really cool one. So welcome to the show, Skip. Thank you. That just means we get to ramble. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's, that's perfect. And if we want, we can shut down all feedback so we can ramble, ramble all day long. <laughs> no, don't great. do that. <laughs> Good. So before we get started, uh, I just wanted to um, do a bit of, of how, like housekeeping and, and explain people what they can do. Um, so yeah, Vikram, you can't hear. Just one question. Some people can hear. Oh no, Vic, he didn't know how to make the, the tech work. So we're good. Um, so yeah, if you, you guys, like everyone has questions, you can just like raise uh, your hand uh, through the, uh, the Zoom. So whenever you know we talk, we're going to talk about the content for 45 minutes. If anyone has questions, just raise your hand and we'll try and answer it or put the question in the chat. Uh, we'll keep a 15 minutes for Q&A at the end. But if you have a question, we won't kind of uh, read it. We'll just like get you, give you the, 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 you know, the ability to speak and then we'll answer the questions. So... For those who don't know us, so Skip, if you want to maybe present yourself. Um, and I'm, Hi, I'm Skip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so We've been doing sales training for forever, and as a former VP of sales and sales and marketing, I kind of understand what's going on. And, you know, I've, all these changing times, you can go back to 9-11, you can go back to 2008, you know, I've kind of weathered them all kind of sort of, and um, hopefully some, give some good insight. Okay, perfect. So on my side, I'm Thibaut Suiris, CEO and founder of Sales Labs. I also do sales training, not in the US mostly, but in Europe. And I focus like on, you know, social selling and uh, new market sales. And yeah, the, the reason we actually invited uh, uh, Skip on this uh, webinar is uh, uh, Skip actually, as I said, has known a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of crises and he has managed all of them. So I just wanted to, to get his insight in, uh, in different topics we're gonna have there. Um, and just before we get started, these are two QR codes with our links. So what you can do is on LinkedIn is at us. So what you, just, you just take your phone, um, you take your LinkedIn app in there and there's like a small search bar and you see a QR code thing and you can scan it and directly add us on LinkedIn. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we, you know, we have more followers on LinkedIn. Uh, and if you can't find that, just look for our names. It's pretty easy. So yeah, that's about it. Good. It's a really cool uh, growth hack uh, I found works really well. So Skip, uh, there's a bunch of questions everyone's asking themselves. And the first is, what should I do now? So as a sales, reps, or sales rep, what should I do now? Um, yeah, well, everybody's working from home, right? And the, the, the tendency to work home is to, is to drop your guard. I remember when I first started my company, 
um, I was so productive because I didn't have so many meetings to have meetings to have meetings, but I got distracted. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, my kids were running around or, or, you know, somebody had to go to the store and stuff. So the biggest difference right now from working from home than working from, you know, a normal place of employment is to set yourself goals. Set yourself goals specifically on what you want to do. Here's the three things I'm going to accomplish today. Here's the five things I'm going to accomplish today. Um, and then share those with your manager or manager share them with your, with your vice president. Oh, over communicating right now is unbelievably important. Uh, be it written, be it emails, be it formal, be it Zoom, be it whatever else. The, the more we all communicate on what goals and objectives forward looking. I mean, I'm still talking to vice presidents about, you know, our, our forecast. We'll, we'll throw the forecast out. Okay, let's focus on things that cause revenue to happen. And those are frequencies and competencies. What can we do to get our people smarter? What can we get our people to do more of? You know, let's focus on specific goals and objectives. And you got to write them down, just kind of have them in your head. So that's one of the big things we see right now is people are working from home and they're still doing their same stuff, which is great. Um, and they're busy. They're very busy. And this goes to Covey. Um, you know, what's important and what's urgent. I mean, everything's urgent, but are you really moving the chains on the important things? That, that's by far the number one goal right now working from home is you've got to have better discipline. Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's something uh, yesterday I did a podcast interview and the guy was interviewing with his kids, uh, kid running in the, in the back. So that's something I can't really relate to. I don't have kids yet, but what would be the advice you would give for people who have kids and how to manage don't, don't, don't have kids. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, the whole thing is, guys, I mean, set yourself off in your office. Um, a, a friend of mine has taken his desk and moved it into his bedroom closet. So he has a door. So he actually can actually work from some area there that can actually be isolated. Um, another friend of mine has set up in his basement right mm -hmm. set yourself a part of set yourself a remote office up and try to explain to people that you know during these two three power hours that i'm having you know where i'm very focused on my goals i can't have interruptions because it's just squirrel squirrel it's just too easy to get distracted mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly i see um and so so there's one thing uh, i've saw i saw popping that is very interesting on linkedin is that a lot of people were saying hey call calling is dead and now they say hey call calling is back so any, any point of view on that? <laughs> um, boy, sure. No, cold calling is never dead, right? I mean, outbounding, prospecting, cold calling, whatever you want to do it. But I think the messaging has got to change. Um, and he, he, here's some, some goals. If you're going to actually go out and try to prospect for a new business or talk to current customers, um, here's three things that you really want to stay focused on. Number one, it's all about CX. It is all about customer support. Help your customers. I mean, we're in sales. That's what we're supposed to do. Don't worry about the sale. You know, I'm sitting here in my house office and I don't have a big M3 learning sign behind me or here's what we do for, I don't care right now. What can we do to help our customers get better, right? And be proactive. I, I hate the term, how can I help you? <laughs> It's a meaningless term. Do your homework, find out how you can help people, right? To the BTL, right? To the below the line buyer. How can you make them better? 
Um, is there a new software release coming up in the second half of the year that you can kind of give them some insights on? Can you have your top system engineer do a 30 minute demo on some new features and new functions that maybe the BTL doesn't know about? Is there, um, can you do a customer challenge? Can you challenge some of your customers to accomplish some sort of goal or objective and make a contest out of it? You know, can you share your 2020 roadmap with, with executives or with BTLs so they have some idea of what's going on based upon all the changes? Guys, you gotta help your customers in the second half of 2020. They're gonna be asking to do totally new ideas here at totally new different, different tactics and tools. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to help get them educated on the stuff that you're going to be doing to your current customers. So to your BTL customers that you're looking to upsell or upgrade or whatever, don't worry about that right now. Give it away for free and let them mm -hmm. work on it and, and, and give them something to do. Give them homework assignments. Mm -hmm. Give them something to do and they'll appreciate it. They're, they're looking for things to do. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, in terms of ATL, so, so they are kind of busy like uh, putting out fire. So what would be the, the approach you want to do for people? Who oh, it's funny. The last, the last couple of days, I've talked to quite a few ATLs. And um, you, you, you've heard all the horror stories. 30% of my funnel's gone. Yeah, the first half of the year is done. I mean, I, I got it, okay? But waiting is not an option here, all right? A ATL buyers have got to come up with a crystal ball right? Mm -hmm. What can you do to help your ATL buyers get better information? Can you do a survey? Can you work with them up with some industry trade groups? Um, can you, you know, give a report of finding email every week, keep them updated on what you've heard from the street. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to be working together with a firm called Outsell doing an interview of a hundred VPs of sales. Hey, what are you doing differently? What are some of the changes you see? And we're going to share those reports on a monthly basis immediately. So we're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff, the ATL, to give them more information to make informed business decisions. Yeah. Because guys, it is all about outcomes. Outcomes for the second half of 2020 are changing. With change, there's risk. And ATLs right now, the more fiscal buyers, are making changes and not knowing their risks. If you can help me understand what's going on in the marketplace, how I can mitigate some risk, how I could take advantage of certain situations. You know, is it a slow curve, a fast curve? What's everybody seeing? The more you can give information to the details on change that will affect their outcomes, which we call trains, mm -hmm. the better off you're gonna be, without a doubt. Okay, actually, let me just show you something. Uh, I don't have it here. I do have it here. No, I don't have it anymore, but, oh yes, I have it. No, I don't. I got exa I had exactly the same idea as you. Uh, looking at the small card, you know, like you give about uh, it's not about the dog and your value star thing. And I'm actually doing like a VP of Sales guide to navigating 2020. I got people from Shopify, Gong, Tune, and many other companies. And that's actually a great way to outreach ATS right now to say, hey, I just want to you know build a guide and I want to know what are your ma major risk, major challenges, opportunities you see for 2020, so I can share that with as many people as I can. I it, is, it, it is all about outcomes, and we should yeah. tune ourselves to be listeners, not just you know, spewers of great information. Yeah, exactly. And as you said, you know, what moves ATLs is always the same. It's risk, you know, ROI, brand, you know, this. and so risk is, is something, if we can help people understand their risk, they will move. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's 
pretty cool. And no yeah. tricks. I mean, don't sit there going, and I hope to get a lead out of this. I mean, what goes around will come around. So, yeah. so no tricks. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Let's really go after, help our ATLs get better information to help them with their outcome changes and help the BTLs explore how to use our stuff better. They, they love using our stuff. Put, put together some contests or put together some ideas to help them get going. I mean, it's better than how can I help you or my favorite. Everything is on delay for, for 60 days, 90 days. So we'll wait to ramp back up in July. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Just a reminder, if anyone has questions, just like raise your hand on the, uh, or put questions here. So we have Alex. Um, question. It seems like the trend right now is everyone wants to monetize or figure out a way to make money during this time. Do you think goals and objectives of the BTS and ATS are changing right now? Are they still set on their 2020 objectives? Um, 2020 objectives are changing. That's a great question, right? So, um, you know, costs are constant, but revenue is gone. So, mm -hmm. you know, things are going to be happening to just mitigate the cost and keep revenue stream to set up a 2021. So, you know, it's, it is about revenue. It definitely is. How can you help your customers tackle and focus now on new industries that are making money? There's tons of industries right now that are, that are just swamped with orders, swamped with doing stuff. And how can we take advantage of that? I mean, how do they need help? So that's where you're gonna make your money. Not from companies, not from your battleship companies who are sitting there going, we're gonna wait this out a quarter or two. It's your mid-market opportunities, your sub $100 million companies. Those are the ones who've gotta move left and right really fast yeah. because the enterprise companies, the 20 billion, $50 billion companies, this is a blip. I mean, it's important, but it's a blip. It's a, it's a yeah. quarter or two blip. They're not going to change a lot. Yeah, exactly. I've got a question from one of our, of our European attendees. Is will attendees know what you're talking about with ATL and BTL? I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot to explain that. Yeah. So I think there's two value propositions, one below the line, BTL, and one above the line, ATL. And the below the line is more of the user buyer. Uh, they're interested in features and functions and how does it integrate with this and what does it do? And the ATL is... I got to make $20 million the second half of 2020. I got 10 in my gun sites. How do I get the other 10? And if I can buy your stuff that could help make a dent in that $10 million problem, you know, what's it cost? 20 grand, two grand, two grand a month. Really? So two different value propositions. And I hate hearing here's the reason somebody wants to buy from us. There's, there's always two. And yeah. every time I do a QBR with some salespeople, I've got one coming up this afternoon. Um, it's here's the reason that the customer wants to buy from me. Oh, really? So that's, that's one value prop. What about the other one? And as you well know, you know we call our kids table an adult table, right? Yeah, that's a great kids table talk. What about the adult table? There's, there's two value propositions always. Yeah, good. So thanks for the question, Andy. I think it's, it's clear now. So moving on to uh, next questions. Uh, yeah, what are decision, sorry. I knew you're on a mission to destroy the term decision maker. <laughs> I completely missed this one, but like, what are the ATLs thinking of right now? So there's two decision makers. That's why I'm on the mission, right? The BTL and the ATL, and yeah. both are very important. Um, right now, what are ATLs thinking of? The ATLs are thinking about changes, right? Um, we're all guessing this is going to be over end of April, end of May, end of June, end of July. Is it a hard ramp? Is it a soft ramp? Is it a big V, a small V? All these things are out there and everybody's got an opinion. I'm sure I've got an opinion. Um, all those things are contingencies. 
and we've got to make plans for those. So here's some of the questions some VPs I've been talking to recently have been talking about. Okay, I've got my SDRs and my AEs. My SDRs, all they do is flip leads. I'd like to take my SDRs and have them close business on sub $500 a month stuff, which will free my AEs up to go hunt. Well, the AEs are going to go, oh, I need that low-level lead stuff and so on. So, so fix the comp plan for six months. You know, make them whole. Maybe if there's great mid-market opportunities to go after, you want your AEs going after that. You don't want the long sales cycle of the SDR, talking to them, flipping over a BTL lead. Have your, ATL, have your AEs go after ATL leads, for gosh sakes. Yeah. So, you know, managers, managers should be having meetings with executives of their current customers. That will free up the AEs to go hunt for new logos. So managers, get off your butt and get on Zoom and start talking to VPs and CIOs and CMOs of your customers and let your AEs free up their time to go after what they need to do. I mean, yeah. come on, let's get, and, and, and it allows a better use source utilization. I mean, geez. So guys, we hear a ton of questions going on right now and the question is, do I lay off salespeople? Do I, you know, do I now's the time to get rid of my SDRs or get rid of my AEs and go all self-service? And, and all these questions, people need more information. The more information you can help them think about these things, the better off they're going to be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I got a question from uh, Kanak Shah. Few suggestions to manufacturing companies who are heavily focused on streamlining their supply chain management, basically managing demand and supply. <laughs> things are changing, aren't they? Now people are doing things in hours instead of weeks or months. Yeah. So before you start pitching, I understand your supply chain is now going to go from months to days. Here's how we can help you. Oh, shut up. Jeez. They're already coming up with some ideas. How are you actually planning to go from months to days to hours in your supply yeah. chain? And where do you see your gaps? I don't know if I can help you or not. You, know, you well know the number one thing ATLs hate talking to a salesperson is they think that person is a solution hunting for a problem. They already know what they're going to sell me. They don't even know what my problem is. Mm -hmm. So if that supply chain is an issue and people are going to have to start cutting down, how do they plan on doing it? If they plan on hiring another thousand people, you probably can't help them. If they're thinking about different ways to use technology or do this or do that, maybe you can, mm -hmm. but until you hear their, ideas of how they're starting to attack the problem don't even think about pitching a solution yet yeah yeah okay good Perfect. yeah good question yeah great yeah. question thanks connect good um so that i think we already talked about this one how you can help your atl and btl uh, you know buyer um, so so yeah. so over I mean right now i'm probably doing more over communication i'm doing web events and podcasts and i'm pumping out a weekly email on linkedin i mean i'm overboarding on communication short sweet to the point and trying not to give opinions but trying to give you know here's what we hear here's what's happening here's some ideas you may want to implement right so the more you can just over communicate with your customers now it, it tends to be well you know they don't want to hear from me there's no value i can offer geez do some more homework here right mm -hmm. i mean it just the more you can over communicate to your current customers and prospects the better right yeah that's how you can help them is help them feel like they're actually getting involved in things I'm a huge fan of homework assignments. 
you know, how can you have them do something in specific? How can you have them tackle things? It gives them a mission. It gets their mind off what's going on. So yeah. give them homework assignments that are mutually beneficial. It helps them become smarter, learn more. I mean, last week I did a, a, a LinkedIn post and I said, okay, first 25 people who um, can respond to this LinkedIn post, I'll send you a free book. <laughs> I didn't know people could respond that fast. Yeah. So then I had to send out an email shutting it down. Yeah. But, and then we had to send books to Australia and England. So, but it's helping, right? What can you do to help them become, remember, proactive means the things that cause results to happen. Frequencies and competencies. Mm -hmm. What can you do to help make me smarter? Or what can you do to help me make two plus two equals six instead of two plus two equals four? Yeah. Those are the questions I'm trying to cover right now. Yeah. Those are the areas you can help them. But please don't call and say, hey, if I could be of any help, give, give me a call. That is so reactive. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, think about like what homework you can give to your, your, you know, your, your prospects and customers. And uh, yeah, as you said, you know, if they can kind of like get enlightened by making these kind of questions and, and think, you know, this kind of work and think, uh, think it through, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good scenario for them. Yep. So we have a question, Sofian, uh, let me, yeah, Sofian, you can talk. You just need to unmute yourself and then we can hear you. Go ahead. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. That's a pretty picture there. Wow, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is the following. How, what would you do if you are in a deal with a sub from an HQ that is afraid to move and to make a decision? What do you do if the deal, if you're talking to who? If you are talking to a to sub company that belongs to a headquarter and this sub is uh, has freezing the project due to the crisis yeah um in my opinion btls are waiting for instruction so all the the lower level mid-level folks are waiting for the atls to do something so everything is kind of frozen now we've always talked that energy is above the line so Let's go to ATL and say, guys, we proposed something a month or so ago to this group. I don't know if it fits or not. Let's talk about what you guys want to accomplish in 2020 to find out if our deal even fits or not. I mean, don't assume you can ram the deal through because things are changing. And try to be an independent consultant here. You know, you're, you're just, you know, you know, viewing things from what they're trying to do. Because what you tried to sell them a month or so ago for the outcomes the company wants, those outcomes have changed big time. The deal may still go through, but the, the playing field's changed. Try to find out how the playing field has changed. And I don't think the, the BTLs are gonna be knowing that yet because the ATLs haven't figured it out yet. And that's where you can help. Yeah, good. Thanks, Sophia. We're, we're gonna really have to brush off our ATL skill sets, Thank not you. just rely on our champion to let us know what's going on. We're gonna have to become much more, much more proactive. Okay, we, we have another, another question from uh, Barzan Hussain. Let me just, up. Oh, I think he disappeared. Yeah, no, sorry. So, um, yeah, again, okay, allowed to talk. Go ahead, Barzan. Hi, Skip. Hi, Hi Skip. Um, we, I work for Global Data, essentially selling business intelligence into the pharma and biotech world. Yeah. Um, 
issue is obviously this is a, an international health crisis now so it's impacted the pharma and biotech world in terms of what they're focusing on um, a lot of them are working working at home now does that mean cold calls are more welcomed or or not and also aside from that um, what can we ground our business acumen in now um, bearing in mind the crisis so number one, um, people will always take a cold call if you make it about their favorite topic and their favorite topic of course is themselves. So I'm still, I am still getting cold calls, you know, emails and LinkedIn's about here's how I can help you. You, you don't even know my problem yet. I mean, so if you want to have a 10 minute conversation about what I'm going through or what are some of my new challenges, I, I happen to do that. I, I don't know if I have the right answer or not. But if you want to sit there and use your old templates of, you know, here's what we do, wolf, and you know, we'll have to explain what the dog wolf. Um, <laughs> you you got to stop talking about yourself. But people will take a cold call as long as you make it about them and make it about their issues, their challenges, their concerns, big time. Number two, uh, what was the second part of the question? I, I forgot. I didn't write it down. Oh, you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, as mentioned, we're, we're still part of the healthcare industry and coronavirus is taking away everyone's um, taking away everyone's uh, attention from 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 what they're currently working on in their portfolio. Um, big challenge we face now is everyone's looking at coronavirus and not focusing on other things they were working on prior to. Do we focus on coronavirus or do we try and ground things back in what we were talking around previously? Well, there's the, there's the big question, right? So go talk to your customers, right? So I'm assuming you've been in the industry for a while. My guess is you probably know 10 pretty good executives. Go ask them, you know, right now, what are your plans? What are you guys thinking about, right? What, what are some of the things, what are some of the challenges you're gonna have from flipping the one decision to another? And be the central repository for those, that information. So, you, you know, my guess is right now, do I take my limited resource budget, and if it's gotten less, because we've just lost, you know, a quarter or two of revenue, right? Where do I put it? What do I do? What's the magic ball? I don't know. Let's, let's find out. And let's all kind of work on this together. Might be a good approach rather than just waiting to hear what they decide. I mean, you've been in the industry for a while. You could add value to that conversation. And that's where I'd be going. Hmm. Understood. Thank you. Yeah. Great question. Thanks, Basen. Thanks. So we have a, a question I would love to kind of cover now. Uh, it's called, so it's from Kanak again. Should we move away from emails and call calling to social consulting? I understand social selling uh, because people are working from home and are on a handheld device. Chances of people replying on an email are much higher. So let, let me answer this one quickly. So um, I really, I'm doing a lot of social selling and I can tell you the engagement on LinkedIn these past weeks has been crazy. I saw like a post, I think there's like 1,700% of uh, engagement more compared to pre-coronavirus basically. So everyone's on LinkedIn because they, there's, no, there's no other way to go. You know, there's no, like just this webinar, we have 100 people there. So I think it's, it's, don't dump the other one, but like social is really a good way to start conversations. And you can use it when you're connected to someone, you can use something like the voicemail. So there's a voicemail feature on LinkedIn, which is super powerful. So I would, I would not dump all the rest, but I would you know, still try and, and engage on that because I can tell you I've been trying to do it and uh, people answer way more than they, they used to. And again, you have to be like, as you said, uh, um, like a consultant basically. So the idea is not, hey, I want to sell you something. It's, hey, what are your priorities? What are your risks? Let's talk. And people want to talk because they kind of lack the social contact. So I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to kind of investigate this, uh, this area. What do you think, Skip? Of course, right? But the data is, is, is 
overwhelming that multiple media methods work the best. So you could use LinkedIn, you could use uh, Zoom or Hangouts or whatever else. You could do a web event, you could do a virtual coffee. But guys, email's still working fine, right? Virtual coffees are working great, right? So, you know, social is one area. You know, give somebody, give somebody an email, send somebody a letter. I mean, geez, send somebody, write up a one pager you know, uh, 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 and send that one pager out, give them something to read. I mean, it, it's not, it's a mix of entertainment functions, not just dominating one. Cause I don't know about you. I mean, I've been on LinkedIn now for about a week and a half and I'm kind of getting tired of it. It's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's enough of LinkedIn for the rest of this week. It's sucking my time. I, we are creatures of multiple media. And let's make sure we use that. I mean, I love the the in-mail function of LinkedIn. I love the, you could do a one minute video on LinkedIn. There's numerous, but it's LinkedIn. What about Instagram? What about Facebook? There's numerous ways to do things, even just outside of social. I know we can't all get together and meet down at the, the local Pete's or Starbucks. I mean, I got it. But there's ways to give me things that I could do, right? Have me take a survey. Give me a white paper to read. Give me something to 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 digest, not just sit there and be interactive on like LinkedIn. So the multiple media methods you can use back. Yeah, exactly. Good. Um, so how should I prospect this one? I think we, we kind of covered um, maybe any, anything specific. So I, I'd say again, like come with a sale from a place of like, uh, you know, so when I, yeah. when I wrote um, years ago, I wrote a book called knock your socks off prospecting. And I was about two thirds of the way through the book and I threw it away. Because what I figured out on the research is about half of prospecting is, is attitude, right? If you think this is a bad time to prospect, it is, right? <laughs> If you think this is a great opportunity for you to really help in this quagmire of change and indecision and risk, it is. But you've got to change your message. This, I mean, I, I wish I had, you know, a euro, a dollar. For every email I've read that says, hi, my name is, what we do is, I mean, we all know not to do it, but we still do it. Yeah. So change your messaging up and you've got to be integrous about it. This is not a trick. If you're going to prospect an outbound, it's here's how we can help. Here's how others are helping themselves. If you're thinking about these challenges, we should probably chat, right? That's better. And it's harder. You got to do some homework. Yeah. It's not just show up and go, da, 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 right? <laughs> so... It, it, Right now, prospecting, change your messaging. Change your messaging and make it all about them, which you should have been doing. But this is when it's really, really, really focused. I mean, that's how most people are going to get things done right now, is really focusing and believing, believing that they're going to help other people. And yeah. I'll get mine. I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to do something to get something back. Yeah, I'll get it back. Just yeah. don't, don't put that front and center. Uh-uh. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, so next question, should I change my pitch? Very good one. I think, boy, that was a lead in. Okay, can I you mean, what do you think? Me? Um, I think, yeah, if you come and you, you just like go and pitch, yeah, you're, you're going to be in trouble because that's like, um, and by the way, uh, this is kind of forcing us to be, you know, like understanding more the buyer's journey and, and you know, and just like stop talking about the dog. And by the way, I think it's good if we can just, once this is all over, stay in this kind of uh, same, uh, same way of working. Um, yeah, I just think you should just like take your, take your pitch and put it in, in, in the trash, like just forget it right now because no one cares as, as you said and I think it's about understanding the gaps 
And that, that's where, you know, that, that's about building solutions right now because it's uncharted territory for everyone. And yeah, like, like the, the, the business priorities, the world priorities have changed suddenly. So I think just any pitch that was uh, valid two weeks ago is not anymore. I mean, I, I talked to a couple of v, uh, uh, VPs, you know, CROs this week, and they've given me some ideas of how they're making changes. So my next VP I'm going to be talking to on Thursday, I'll be happy not to share names and, and numbers, but I'll share, here's some ideas that people are thinking about. So the more you can actually be a repository of information, so change your pitch to be of service rather than, you know, trying to sell something could be helpful. And please look in the mirror and don't sit back and say, oh, I'm just an SDR. I'm just a sales manager. I'm just an SE. I'm just an AE. No, you, 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 you're touching the customer all the time. And right now, people on the street, that's information's golden. And that's where you want to share it with your weekly update, your weekly one pager. I mean, and send it out to your prospects and give them something to read. Come on, let's, let's stay on top of this. Keep information flowing and over communicate. Yeah. 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 That now is the time to kind of provide information and, uh, and that, that's kind of, that's what's going to drive your, your future pipeline, I would say. Yeah, and yeah. Stop, stop. So, hi, John. My name is Skip. We, I've been sending you some emails before. You know, here's what's happening in the industry. By the way, if I could be of service, give me a call at, stop it, right? You just killed your whole thing. Just be a repository of information. You know, your name and signature at the bottom, if they need you, they know how to get a hold of you. Yeah. Let's just stay focused on that right now, rather than here's the hook. I'm going to give them. Are you kidding yeah. me? Everybody sees through that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically providing value with, and remove the CTA, I would say right now, the call to action would be a great way to do that. You know, so oh. it's more, you know, it's more, yeah, you're more doing deposits as Josh Bond would say well, instead of withdrawals. Exactly right. Now's the time to make deposits and don't worry about the withdrawals. You betcha. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so this one I really like, uh, how do I keep my deals alive? So you talked about like pipeline is dead, 30% off, uh, like of the pipeline dropped. So how do I keep my current deals alive and close them? That's a tough one. If you're in an industry where things aren't really being changed, like you're dealing with, you know, governments or, I mean, you know, EDUs or uh, orgs or, or, or major, major, major accounts, this is a little blip. People will pick it back up. But, you know, the more mid-market, small, medium business type of deals, I, I, you got to go, go back to stage two. I mean, you're already in stage four, stage five of the deal, right? It, you know, you got to go back to stage two and re, reassess the whole hypothesis of what was the change being made? What's the gap, right? Because an ATL is only going to fund thing if they have a train in a station where it has a gap. And my guess is there's now new trains. So take a TV timeout. And I don't think we're talking weeks here. I think if you sat down with an ATL and said, listen, you know, back in February, you said these were your objectives for the second half of 2020, and this is how we fit. How is your objective changing? I'd like to know if we still fit or not. I mean, maybe we can. We may have something that you didn't evaluate that now may be helpful to you. I don't know. You said these are your initiatives for 2020, and here's your gaps. That's why you wanted us to help. Well, how are those changing? Because I want to know if we're relevant or not. We may have stuff you don't know about, and I don't want to keep bugging you if we're not relevant anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where you want to get to. It's not keeping a deal alive. That's all about yeah. you. That's all about your deal, and I think that's now trash. Yeah, exactly. And what do you think of uh, giving crazy discounts? Good idea, bad idea? <laughs> 
Next topic. <laughs> no, yeah, that's uh, totally agree with you. I think it's about reevaluating what's the what's the problem, what's like the trains. So we have a question. What I'm is giving, the I'm giving I'm giving stuff away for free, free books, free half hour this, free half an hour that. It's not a discount. I'm just helping. Yeah. But our regular stuff, it's still a value. Yeah. I'm not gonna discount. I'm just doing different things. Yeah. Exactly. So you, there's actually someone asked about the dog concept, what it means. And also I know the question will pop, what are trains? So what is the dog and what are trains? I'm sorry. So I am sorry for the vernacular. So when I get into a sales training class and everybody starts talking about themselves, here's what we do and how we're so uniquely qualified. You know, I, the phrase is don't talk about yourself. And we've told people don't talk about yourself forever. And they still do. So we say, don't talk about the dog, no wolfing, no barking. For some reason that metaphor sticks. Um, so, and you'll hear me say that a lot. When somebody starts talking about themselves, they'll just go like wolf or bark. Or it's like a kennel. Sorry for that little thing. And the second thing, for some reason, we have this problem talking about initiatives because we get, we get you know, here's the reason they're thinking about buying from us. And if you think about your ATL, the, the more senior level buyer, having trains in the train station, those are their initiatives. Yeah. And if you can make a dent on train three and train four, you're so much better off. So instead of being your deals being single threaded, here's the reason that they're going to pick, you know, pick us. If you could sit back and say, well, here's their initiatives and we can make a dent on two, three, and six. Now you're being multi-threaded way too often. We're just dealing with the conductor on track one and they're only interested in the reason. But guys, most of your stuff can affect at the CMO level, the CIO level, the COO level, the CRO level. You can affect this, this, and this. You can affect their go-to-market strategy, their customer retention problem, their new product launch problem, train, train, train. So rather than just constantly thinking of here's the reason, we came up with this train metaphor to constantly be looking for multiple trains for those mid to major size deals. Yeah. And, and that's I again, apologize for the vocabulary. No worries, but that's why trainings with, with Skip are so cool because they are easy to understand thanks to all these Stop, things. woof, 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 <laughs> sorry, stop, sorry, sorry, woof, sorry. no woof. No, <laughs> I'm we're good, too much. <laughs> we're good. I, I'm loving this little time off. I'm having a good time here. <laughs> so Playing what about- the grandkids, planting my garden, now I'm having a good time. <laughs> so what about my competitors? What's like, what do you think of, of competition actually? Good, help them. Yeah. I just saw on LinkedIn, there was some sales training company that was offering some free stuff and the president of the company was on there. I just said, hey, great idea. Good luck. You know, <laughs> let me know if I can help. Yeah. Now, guys, let's just all do the heavy lifting together here. I'm not worried about competitors doing this, that, or the other. Focus on your customer. 100% focus on your prospects and your customer. I mean, don't worry about when you're, you know, what your competitors are doing right now or how you can take advantage or what new landmines we can start, you know, putting out there. Oh, stop it. Focus mm -hmm. on who really has the issues and the challenges right now. And that's your customers. They've got new trains in the train station and you don't know them. That's a problem. Yeah. I, I actually, I kind of have another opinion on that. I'm not totally 100% you know, in, in line with you for that. So I think like, for me, like the kind of market for a lot of people has been wiped out in, in one second, basically kind of disappeared for a certain amount of time, but your competition also. So I think I've seen a lot of companies where everyone's going crazy. The leaders like bad leaders are becoming even worse leaders. And so things, things are be becoming really complicated and competitors are just like freaking out 
and right now if you keep like a, a you know a, a fresh mind and, and you just like work on building relationships creating content and really helping your customers when things are you know when the dust is, is going to be setting then you're going to have a crazy advantage well to, that's know, i agree 100 yeah. percent with you my attitude on that is that's doing um, customers, you know, that's focusing on different markets you can go after. Yeah. I mean, I, just because the competition's blowing up, I mean, they think you're blowing up. I mean, so, you know, there's, there's opportunities here where your competition might be slipping up and you might be able to help your customers, but focus on the customer so much, not so much on, you know, here's why your, why your competition is not doing well. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but yeah, it's just market evaluation opportunities. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Um, at, at the beginning, you told me about like uh, creating some sort of action. Can you maybe elaborate a bit on that and, and how, what, what kind of tips you would give on creating some action? Sure. I mean, really quickly, the bottom line is as you start your day off, right? What are the three or four things you're going to accomplish today? Write them down. We call that power hour, right? So today I'm going to do this, this, and this. So I've have, I have four goals today. And my number one goal was to complete two lessons on my new online program that's going to be coming out whenever but i mean that's that's goal one goal tool is to do some stuff with, with with our employees so that's so i've got my specific goals that i'm going to focus on and i know i've got to make dents in those mm -hmm. so all of a sudden i get on linkedin and something else goes up oh look at that i can go over there no 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 stop stay focused write the goals down specific things that you've got to do i want to contact 10 new atls today I want to write and send out five new LinkedIn. You, you've got to get down. It's not micromanaging. And managers, this is the, one of the best things you can do for your employees is actually have them submit you know, their goal sheets for the day and at the end of the day, how they accomplish them. Yeah. It's not micromanaging. Working from home is different than working in the office, as, as anybody who works from home can tell you. If they don't stay focused on what's important, urgent will take over. And urgent, you could, you know, you could be urgent all day and all of a sudden you look at the yeah. clock, it's four o'clock, you where'd the day go? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, last question is about, uh, should I plan holidays? Sorry. Do you think people should plan holidays in summer? You know what? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Um, boy, I'm planning my holidays and, you know, we'll replan them and stuff and so on. But, you know, you only can work 100% so long and everybody's going to need a break. But now is not the time to take the, your foot off the gas. Yeah. If you stay your foot on the gas now, you will be able, able to enjoy your holiday. So that's all going to depend upon how much you're going to keep your foot on the gas now and adapt to what the market wants you to do rather than just rely on your success patterns that you've always done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's just, that was the first question for the end, but like, I think we'll see, but Q2, like a uh, second part, the second part of the year would definitely be key actually. And I think that's going to, what's going to make or break a lot of, uh, of businesses and companies. We'll see what's going to, what's going to happen. One thing, a discussion I had today with uh, VP Seth was like, he believes there's going to be so much more cash on the market. I mean, there's the U S like released two trillions in, in Europe. We just like launched like hundreds of billions for supporting the economy. So I think there's going to be a ton of cash in the market. And so, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not, I'm not an economist, or I, I can't forecast that. But I think, 
I would not plan myself. I won't plan any holidays. I just keep weekends. You know, you know, I'm sure we've all lost 10, 20% of our stock portfolio or our investments. Right. Yeah. All right. But, but last year I made 10 or 20 or 30 points and I didn't spend it. So I'm not going to spend what I lose. I'm not going to spend yeah. what I gained. Right. It's all paper. Yeah. Stay focused, stay focused yeah. on your goals, your daily activities, and we'll all get out of this. Okay. Good. So now we have like 15 minutes for questions from the audience. Uh, so if you have questions, just raise your hand or put it into the chat, not the Q&A, the chat. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. So let me just, yeah. So yes, one new message. Uh, how do you manage the silence in the sales cycle from Sofian? <laughs> um, my, my guess is what you're asking for is, is how do you actually work on your listening skill sets? And you know, that silence is giving your customer time to think and chew and, and start formulating sentences. And we always want to interrupt the silence. Mm -hmm. So it's a great question. Read some books on listening skill sets. I mean, there's a difference between listening and hearing. If you get on LinkedIn, get on my LinkedIn account and go to, go to the Paris video where I was in front of the Paris Opera House. And, and I give a really good explanation of the difference between listening and hearing, right? Listening is, is very unintentional. I, I, I listen to, I'm sorry, hearing is very unintentional. You know, I hear things all the time. Listening takes skill sets and really takes focus. And we've not exercised that muscle pretty well. And the reason I was in front of the Paris Opera House is because listening is like music, right? You hear the music, but what's the song really trying to say? So, you know, focus on really now working on your listening skill sets. Get online. What are some great listening skill sets? I mean, there's some great information out there and just really take, take charge of that, of starting to exercise that muscle might be a good idea. Yeah. I would recommend this book, Never Split the Difference for Listening. Um, have you read this one? Yeah. Like this is just, for me, it's just the best book in terms of listening. It's like, uh, yeah, there's many kind of tactical things you can try. So it's a really good one. Um, so we have, um, da, da, da. for Skip, are you part of any sales? <laughs> Andy, why do you ask these kind of things? Uh, Andy, actually, my friend Andy, will gonna make, you will ask the question uh, in person. Go ahead, man. He's muted. Yeah, I think he can unmute himself now. And uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hey, Andy. Hi. <laughs> yeah, just a question for you, Skip. So I was wondering um, if you're part of any sales methodology franchise or independent as a trainer. So stuff like Sandler. That's kind of the full Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, and where do you live, Andy? I, I live in Germany, but I'm from UK. Okay. So send me your address and I'll send you a copy of Proactive Selling. And that's our methodology. It's been around for 20 years or so. And yeah, so proactive selling is, is what we kind of do. And we've got a number of books and stuff on the topic and, and happy to send you a free book. Fantastic. Um, thanks very much. And the, I mean, the second part was um, what are your, or were your go-to kind of sources for sales knowledge? I know that a lot of people have different opinions about that. A lot of people say just ignore sales books altogether and go more for like psychology. Well, I sure hope not. I've written seven, so I sure hope not. <laughs> um, no, the, the more, see, I, I try not to read other people's books. I mean, I, I don't want to be, be accused of plagiarism and stuff, so I haven't read a lot of the ones out there and stuff. I just, I mean, really go focus on the street. I, I learn more from the street and, and talking to smart people and, and smart customers. So, 
I mean, right now is a great opportunity to really understand what's going on. Go talk to your customers. I mean, go hit the street. I mean, read some really good books out there and stuff. That The more you can just suck up knowledge right now, the more prepared you'll be for, for the second half of 2020. No doubt about it. Perfect. Thank you. And I'll, um, yeah, I'll dig you out on LinkedIn. I think we're already connected. I'll send you, I'll send you my address there. Yeah, please. And, <laughs> and again, I've, I've got, I don't know, 22 minute, 20 or 30 two minute videos out there all on LinkedIn, right? So you just type in Skip Miller's videos or I don't know what you do, but on YouTube and on LinkedIn, we've got a ton of videos out there that, that they've already talked about a lot of these topics. So if you're interested, happy to go, go for them. Thank you. Thanks, Good. Andy. Good. Uh, we have Daria now. Daria, you can talk. Just unmute yourself. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. I just wanted to ask to be sent the same materials, please. I forward my email address as well. This is the problem I had yeah. last time. I said I'll give out 25 books and I got overwhelmed. Yes. And please, now please, I'm doing please. the same thing. <laughs> I, I, I was second one. I definitely deserve it. <laughs> and Mafalda yeah, also wants one. <laughs> Everyone wants one. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to send you like five books and then you can distribute them from Germany. Because if I send five individual books in Germany, I'm going to get killed with postage. So I'm going to send you, you can be the distributor. Team. Yeah, and we'll talk about the fee and everything. So yeah. <laughs> There's no fee. I'm happy <laughs> no, just like send it to me and I'm, uh, I'm going to send that to everyone. No worries. Cool. We have now... Uh, pa, pa, pa. Elena, uh, European producers now tend to stop new business activities in favor of saving the home market. What can we say to a manufacturer who wants to freeze exports for the new quarter? Why do they want to do that? Uh, let, let me just let Elena talk and then she will be able to say that. Elena, you, have the, you can talk now. Yes, hi. Yep. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi, Skip. Uh, about 15 years, but you changed my life back then, so I'm still here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much once again. Uh, well, basically, the situation is I'm based in Holland, and we uh, consult a lot of local manufacturers who obviously have grown too big for the local market, and they always tend to export uh, all over Europe. However, right now, due to the situation, they tend to um, stop any export activities claiming that they need this time and this budget to save home market, which they have actually outgrown uh, in the past years. So I'm just looking for a very good argument to tell them, except for why would you stop, <laughs> uh, to, keep the, to keep them motivated to actually go and uh, in search of the new business. So let's, let's talk about this. Let's say you're talking to company ABC. And they're saying, we're now going to stop experts. We're going to focus on, on local market. Well, how does that align to your 2020 goals? What are the initiatives you've got in 2020 and 2021? If you stop your exports, how is that going to affect your 20 and 21 initiatives? And my guess is you're probably talking to people who don't know those answers. So that's who you should be talking to. Because if you stop something, right, something else, the cause and effect says something else is going to happen. So what has their plans changed? Have they sat back and said, we're going to take a 20% lower revenue hit in 2020. And we're going to do that intentionally because we just want to focus on the home market. I, I don't see anybody doing that. So if somebody's going to sit back and say, we're going to start, you know, not focusing on exports, we're not going to do this. Be aware of what the effect that's going to happen. And is everybody aligned to that? And how's that going to affect my suggestion to you is time travel. 
really focus on what their second half 2020 and 21 goals and does this decision of cutting off exports really affect those decisions and of course they do and my guess is someone who's sitting there saying we're going to cut one of our channels off and, and and not really understand how it plays to their 2020 second half objectives is probably the wrong person you're talking to thank you yeah great question thanks um okay so any more question um now is your time we have uh, 10 more minutes seven i think we for now no one seems we're to good I, i've got That's one i've got one let's take one last question and then uh, right. then we wrap it up okay so yavor let's go ahead yeah yep hi guys hi um just one question when it comes to uh, LinkedIn and talking to, to prospects, because when now when I'm opening my LinkedIn, everybody is posting and talking about the coronavirus. To what extent should I include COVID-19 and coronavirus in my LinkedIn and marketing emails and in my calls? And to what extent should I kind of stay away and focus on the actual challenges and the other things that the customer is doing? You know, that, that's a great question. I, I'm sitting here focusing on what we can do for each other, right? You know, help yourself, help your neighbors, right? It's like, it's like working out as a team, right? Put together a challenge team. Put together a, a team of you and two other reps and, and do some challenges together. We all know the, 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 the you know, what's out there, right? It's, it's, the, 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 it's the, you know, huge boulder in the room here, right? The, it's the elephant in the room. So let's talk about... We, we understand that, we got it down, right? And it's, it's a very serious thing. However, let's look at what we can do to keep ourselves going forward here. How can we work with others? How can we, this is not a time to be a lone wolf. This is a time to work with our teammates, work with our customers. You know, if, you, if, there's, if you're a part of a five group of salesperson, you know, in Europe, get together with the other four and come up with some sort of a, a challenge thing every week. You know, try to form little mini teams together. The elephant's in the room, and we know that. I mean, to me, it's like, okay, I got it. I know the elephant's in the room, and I, I hear it all the time. What other things can I focus on might be a good idea. Acknowledge the elephant, but boy, I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I would okay. add, like, like, for me, for example, uh, I've acknowledged the thing. I've never mentioned any, any, any time, like COVID-19 or whatever. You just don't need to have any hashtag for that. Just say, hey, we know we're in lockdown. You know, we're there. We all know what's happening. This is what, how we can get out of it. So I would really not use that and say, hey, you know, this is like, uh, now it's, it's just like saying, oh, how's the weather? You know, it's like, it's kind of the small talk. And if you use this, it's already a pattern people are recognizing and it's like, oh, it's boring. So just, yeah. yeah. I, I, we, have, we have a Friday happy hour, a virtual happy hour Friday at five on Zoom. And we've got, I don't know, 15 people on it now. <laughs> it's just hysterical. I mean, just, <laughs> it's just, it's a way to keep things moving here rather than just, you know, focus on doom and gloom, which it's an important thing. But let's stay focused on the things we can do proactively. Yeah, makes sense. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks. you. Hey, I appreciate you putting this together. Thanks for your help. Yeah, so I think we're good now. Um, any last word for you, Skip? No, just, you know, frequencies and competencies. Be proactive, do your homework, and focus on the things that can cause your customer to move the chains on their 2020 second half goals, as opposed to, I'm here to help. Call me yeah. if you need me. I mean, nah. <laughs> Exactly. Cool. Thanks so much, Skip. That was really cool. And uh, everyone, you'll get the recording. Uh, and yeah, thanks again, Skip. Come over Bye. whenever you want. Be good. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like what you hear, you can actually go for a small gift on my website. It's www.saleslabs.io slash ULOS. I repeat, www.saleslabs.io slash ULOS. It's my ultimate LinkedIn outreach sequence. You'll be able to download it, directly use it, and you'll be signed up for the newsletter. And every Thursday, you'll receive the latest episode. 